What is going on, Fitness Coaches? Welcome to another episode of the Change Lives Make Money Online Training Podcast. It's your boy, B Mark, and I'm joined by my business partner, best friend, and midget Cole DeSilva. What's up, dog? What's up, big homie? Honestly, it feels good to be back. I missed two pod chats in a row, one with being with Julia and the other one being in New York. So it's very, very good to be back here and ready to serve you guys. Because even though me and Brian talked about this too, even though I love traveling, I fucking hate being out of my routine. Like it drives me fucking mental. So being back in my place, I'm like, oh my God, I'm ready to grind my fucking face into the dirt. So it's going to be so much fun. So for those of you guys that are new here, well, two things actually. Number one, for those of you guys that have been trying to go to pt.virtual.com to get a ticket, I'm fully aware that the website went down. Yeah. That's literally entrepreneurship. As soon as you fucking launch something, the fuck something breaks. So my operations team is on that right now. And that's all I got to say about that. And that's been stressing me out for the last 24 hours. So we're just not going to talk about it. So pt.virtual.com will be available soon. And if you listen to the podcast, you'll be able to get your ticket. That being said, this is Podchats. And on Podchats, what we do is we bring up our clients that get to ask us anything. And let's get into it. Um, it's my girl, Sophie, she's up and she gets to ask us a question. What's up? I have never been first before. This is, I'm nervous. What's up, guys? So I am struggling with client retention and compliance with meal or with macros. So I feel like I'm a nagging grandma and having to like text them and follow up with them all the time. Like, you know, like log your food and make sure you get your meal preps done and this and that. And I feel like I have very good systems in place for them to follow, but I just feel like there's some disconnect, like there's something lacking there. Mm. Oh, you're, uh, it's, you've been gone for a minute. Let's go you first. Yeah, honestly, when it comes down to this, like you guys always always hear me talk about how like advice is contextual. So it's definitely going to depend on the situation and the client themselves. But what I would ask yourself is how simplistic is your process, right? If it's incredibly overwhelming or if it's not explained, like you're talking to a fucking SK student, people aren't going to follow it. So I come into your program. I'm a brand new client. Sophie, what do you do for me? So I do new client calls on Sunday through Wednesday. Yeah. So I sign clients early on in the week. And then once they onboard, I send them an email to like set them up in the app, do all that kind of stuff. It's not too intense, like too much stuff to do at first. Okay, pause though. No, 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 no. You don't get to determine whether it's too much, right? Like we don't get to determine whether it's too much or too overwhelming. Our clients do. So what you need to do, number one, is I need you to look at the last 15 clients that you had and then ask yourselves how many of them made it seamlessly through your onboarding process that's number one because if seven had a problem halfway through that becomes a fucking thing that we need to deal with because we might not think it's a lot of work but they're telling us differently makes sense yeah but i haven't had any problems like everyone's gone through the onboarding process like perfectly okay this is what we're doing so we're checking the boxes now so they went through the onboarding when do they usually start dropping off their meal plan and not following it or not tracking their nutrition what's going on with that it's usually like week four is when there's kind of some fluctuation. So I think that it's just like the repetitiveness. They get like bored of it or they think like, oh, like I know what I'm doing. Like, I don't feel like I need to track every single thing that I eat. And what do you do to combat that other than them in the DMs? Do you have any calls? Do you have something that they can look at as a resource? What do you do? So I actually do weekly calls with all of my clients, like one-on-one weekly calls. Right now, I'm I'm switching away from that soon, but I do weekly calls with them and then I'll go over like, you know, what happened last week that you feel like you weren't able to log your food and, you know, like I kind of just like keep asking why and stuff like that to get to what was actually going on rather like, were they just being lazy? I have an idea. So, yeah. so you're saying it's a common trend that people are falling off on a week four, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Like in the second month. Okay. So what you need to do is you need to... 
first of all, I want everyone to write this in the chat. Define the rules of the game. Agreed. Define the rules of the game. I'm going to explain what that means because this is going to help a lot of you guys. When you are running a coaching business, you need to define the rules of the game. So if there is a problem that you guys are noticing consistently with your clients, then help them define the rules of the game. Now, here's an example. When you start your program with all of your clients and all your girls, and you can do a video about this literally today if you wanted, you could be like, are you self-sabotaging? Question mark. And that's the title of the video. And it goes in your client group. And maybe you send it out as a message. And in this video, you're like, what's going on, guys? It's Sophie here. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about how self-sabotage shows up in your fitness journey. Because the truth is, everybody that starts this fitness program wants to lose weight, get in shape, build their booties. That's why you hired me, right? Everybody wants to look amazing, feel amazing. That's why you joined this program. But what's going to happen is around that week four mark, you're going to start to slack a little bit. You're going to start to think that, oh, I don't need to track my macros, you know? I don't need to log my food as much. Like, I got a handle on this. And that, by definition, is self-sabotage. Because what you're doing is you're finding excuses and reasons not to stick to your goals so that you can go back to your old ways. And so in, what's your program called? It's Body by Low. So inside Body by Low, we don't do that. We don't self-sabotage. And so on week four, or those moments come where you feel like you don't track your food, you need to recognize that pattern as self-sabotage and you need to log your food and you need to post in the group saying hashtag no self-sabotage so that I know that you're staying accountable to your goals. That's really, really smart. Define the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. Now, a way that you can do this in the onboarding, which is even better, like you just want to catch it in the onboarding, is in the onboarding, what you want to do is when girls join the program, you're like, yo, so welcome, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to do in the program. You do a kickoff call, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. In your kickoff call, I'm, I'm going to give a brief explanation to everybody listening because I want everyone to have context. A kickoff call is when somebody joins your coaching program, you basically give them a call to explain how the program is going to work. You go over expectations, et cetera. In your kickoff call, when you're going over how the training program works, the nutrition, the accountability, after that, you're going to be like, also, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about how self-sabotage is going to show up in your fitness journey so that you guys don't do this. Self-sabotage is going to start to show up around week four. When you start to track your food, you start getting progress, you start getting results, and then all of a sudden, this little nagging voice in the back of your head is going to be like, you don't need to track your food anymore. That, by definition, is self-sabotage. And so a body's by love. We recognize those patterns, and we choose to break those patterns, and we choose to stay consistent because we don't self-sabotage around here. Can we all agree to that? Perfect. Now you've defined the rules of the game, so when they're not tracking your food, you can be like, ah, 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 remember what I told you on that kickoff call? Mirror. Ah, 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 I told you this is going to happen. Get into my fitness, pal. Define the rules of the game. Mm -hmm. okay. Now, what I also want you to pay attention to is what me and Brian just did to you there, and I want all of you guys to recognize that as well. You asked a question. What I did is I hit you with a series of questions so we could start to get deeper into the problem and define what was going on, and then we dissected a solution that will end up answering the questions that your clients need. Feel me? Yeah, that's definitely what I needed. That's like why I came on here. Like yeah. someone needs to like rip me a new asshole or something. Because... Well, no, you, no, 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 no. That's not it though. It's not like, but, like not in an aggressive way. Yes. I didn't take it in an aggressive way. Good. I just mean like the accountability part of it. Yes. Perfect. Thank you guys. I really appreciate it. I want to say one more thing because I think you're a great coach and I think that you even wanting to stick to your, help your clients stick to their macros is powerful and I'm super fucking proud of you and you should be proud of yourself too. So keep it up. Thank you. Welcome. Lucas Bay, what's good? What's up, guys? Can you hear me okay? How yeah. you doing, brother? Awesome. Yeah, so I'm doing all right. I actually shifted again back to my avatar because I realized after talking with Nick that that's who I actually want to be working with. So it's purely men. 
Now I still get women like coming into DMs and all that, but now the question is regarding the free Facebook group. So I never had one. Now I'm going through the modules about it, watching the trainings about it. And I'm using my experience in about, like, let's say two years working with a man and woman and running three 14 day challenges. I had literally only one guy who was engaged sharing his stuff. Basically, he liked challenges. Apart from that, and from my experience, uh, most guys, they just, they are not that open. They do not need that, like, like, they do not socialize as much as women do. So I'm thinking, would my time, because again, I'm limited on time. So I'm thinking like what to do, maybe like spend most of the time on group hacking, which is like, you know, finding maybe groups, which those men should be like my ideal developer. And then I'm also was thinking what my ideal client, like what do they like? So all of my ideal clients who are men, they are kind of, they just know what to do and they do not like to discuss things, ask about it. I mean, they sometimes ask, but they're not the people who would socialize a lot with everyone. So I'm thinking like, is free Facebook group a good idea for me to spend consistent time doing live? Considering that my ideal avatar is like someone, high performer, busy guy. That is my question. No. If that's all you're asking is, should I create a free Facebook group, even though I'm choosing an avatar that has no no want or need to share and is never going to open up, then the answer is no, directly. Right? But also, I'm just going to let you know that I don't think there's anybody in this world, period, that doesn't like opening up and doesn't like communicating. It just needs to be in the right room. And it needs to be in a safe place, right? Because mm -hmm. like your avatar, and you've said it in the past, is kind of like you, like very abrupt, very intense, like knows what they're doing, wants help, has that serious attitude, but obviously they're struggling. You wouldn't be in this group asking questions if you didn't feel safe enough to do so. I was right? thinking about the exact answer because I was thinking what I would do. And as I wrote this question to prepare to ask on this podcast, I was like, yeah, but then if those men, they're hanging in those Facebook groups, it means that they do like to be a part of the Facebook group. Exactly. But then so this so is where I'm going to kind of hold a mirror up to you and I'm cutting you off for a reason because this is a, this is kind of like a, it's a deeper realization you need to understand. And this is for more of the men who are training men in here. All right. Than women. I think all of us can agree that women are more open and they like to express more in groups. We can all agree that, right? We fucking, we Absolutely. see it. A lot of men are fucking very closed off. They don't want to share and more. In order for you to get men to entrust in you, you need to be the man that they want to fucking be. If you aren't, they will never open up. They will never engage with their social media. They will not talk to you about their problems. And they will not confide in you. And that's just a straight up period at the end of that statement. There's no other way to go about it. All right, men are very intense creatures. You will not get a man to open up to you if you are not who he wants to become. So if you are having a hard time getting men to engage with you, that means you need to work on yourself more or at least express more vulnerability in what you've gone through to show them that you have those deeper levels and dimensions to make them want to engage in the first place. Feel me? Yeah, I guess the opening up is probably what what is like missing out. Now, I have change that so I'm, I'm doing that more than i should but maybe it's still not you know nope so maybe that's one sec. nope i'm cutting you off last week you came on pod chats and you told me that what did i tell you last week on pod chats focus on dms on converting and dms and sales so why are you building a free facebook group i'm not building that i'm just going through the modules because i want to catch up so that's why i was thinking right but i told you that the number one skill that's going to generate you more income is going to be dms and sales because your content is very good you're getting a lot of people that are coming in as leads, but you're not converting a lot of people into clients. 
So if that's the case, if you get a lot of leads, but you're not converting people into clients and the number one thing you need to focus on is DM and sales, why would you build a free Facebook group? Mm. Right. I mean, even though I'm working on that, I'm still like trying to kind of get the right approach, what I can do in, in, in like in between, let's say. There's not uh, to optimize. No in, there's no in between. It's like the no, number one skill that you need to work on is DMs and sales, period. Anything else is a distraction. Okay. That makes sense. So, so then when do I know when to shift to? Not now. You start making more money. Okay. When I'll start making more money, then I can focus on. It's like when you're confident and like your content is good, Lucas, you're getting a lot of leads. And if your content is good and you're getting a lot of leads, but then you're not converting them into clients, then that tells me that your sales game needs work. Or so if your sales aren't good, but you're focusing on building a free group and you're studying videos on building a free group and you're watching how to build a community, is that going to improve your sales game directly? Yes or no? No, directly no. And I think I remember how I got here. So the way I got here to this even free Facebook group was, now I remember because I was writing a shit ton of new scripts or like new topics for my new content. And I was watching the training from uh, Natasha, I think her name was, I cannot remember. So that training was basically that, let's say, if instead of setting the application form on your bio, you can set the application for free form and use that free group just basically to raise those seeds, so to build more connections. So I was thinking, if I get so many leads now, maybe it would be a bad idea to bring them to the free Facebook group, and then it will be easier for that, for them, you know, for me to convert in the long term. That was the path. I'm closing three out of every five calls consistently for a month straight, you can come back and ask me about a Facebook group. Until then, go study sales. Agreed. Okay, yeah, it, that sounds fair enough. Hey. Cool, thank you. You're welcome. I'm only super direct with you because I literally gave you exact feedback last week on exactly what to do. And I feel like we went deep last week. So let's focus on sales. Don't get distracted. Brandon Roberts, what's up? Yo, what is going on, Brian? What's going on, Cole? Good to see you, Kings. How you guys doing? You Best know, day of my life, brother. How are you? Fucking go. I'm doing great, you guys. Let me share a few wins. I just, I raised my prices recently to the, I think it's like $9.99 for 12 weeks now. And it, I used to have $7.50 for 12 weeks and I raised from $300 to $350 and I got a paid in full yesterday. So I'm pretty pumped about that. Just raised the price and got a paid in full right off the fucking gate. So that's a cool win. And the personal win is that I'm fucking back in the gym lifting, got doing some boxing shit again. My leg feels great. So I'm super fucking that's like a personal win of mine. But yeah, just want to come in here, throw in some positive energy out there for everybody. And um, my question of the day is, is I've been executing a 14 day challenge. It's been going really good. It's everybody's pretty engaged and grateful. It feels I love it when people are like super grateful when they come into the challenges. I have a couple of people that like I've, I've hopped on calls with in the challenge and they weren't able to do the uh, high ticket. But I have like a gut instinct that they could probably do like a mid ticket, low ticket. I just haven't mentioned it at all to them yet. Would it be possible to like kind of pitch that? I know there's like a low ticket, kind of like almost like a DM script on how to DM pitch the low ticket in the DMs. Would I do that or would, would I have to hop on another call again to go for the low ticket or just do it in the DMs? If you're going to do a low ticket, bro, and you want to keep it incredibly simple, I have an old training. Like you probably see like baby fat Cole in that fucking training. <laughs> from back in the day that I literally did. And the reason why I created that training is because I had the same thing that you're dealing with now. A bunch of people saying they couldn't afford it. And then I ended up closing like a sub 20 clients on a fucking drive to the dentist with a low ticket program all in the DMs. So just do it in the DMs, anything lower than $100, I never get on the phone, period. Anything like between 100 and 200, it's usually subjective, but at the same time, you don't need to, okay? 
Okay, fuck yeah, dude. That was exactly what I was thinking. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't yeah. like not putting in enough effort for it. Dude, it's just fucking crazy. We can like DM people and make sales. Yeah, like I still love that. Like just mm-hmm. you know, I'm working off our phones and computers. So yeah, that that answers it for me, guys. Like, thanks a lot. That's short and sweet for me today. Dude, I love it. I just want to give you some credit as well. So that paid in full. How much did you make on that paid in full? Nine ninety nine. Nine hundreds, nine tens, and nine ones. My man, I love to hear that, bro. Congratulations. I like that breakdown. Nine hundred, nine tens, and nine ones. I like that. It makes it sound a little bit juicier. Yeah. Great to see you, G. I'm super excited to see you at the virtual summit, and uh, I'm very proud of you. Keep it up. Just for everybody that's listening to the podcast, Brandon Roberts recently had surgery, and uh, and he's keeping a super positive mindset, and it hasn't let it affect him, and he's still growing his coaching business, still showing up to every single call, still getting the value, still just being an A student. So, Brandon, we see you, brother. Yes, for you. See you. Mr. Matthew Frias. What's going on, brother? How are you? What's up? What's up? I'm good. Uh, so I don't have a question. I just want to come for accountability. I did not hit my goal last month. So, but I made more money than I've made since February. So I made 4,800, my highest was 7K right before that. So if I wouldn't have tried to get to 10K, I definitely would not have even made 4,800. So I'm glad that I at least said that because I'm also deathly afraid of failure. So I'm glad that I also failed. So I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Can I share something with you? Yeah. I think that there's something to be said about, it's like afterburn. That's the word I'm going to use. It's afterburn. You know, you guys that do a high intensity cardio session, you do hit and then you end up burning more calories after the session because like your body's trying to like recover these oxygen stores. It's like, it's, it's the afterburn effect. That same effect happens when you go all fucking in on your coaching business and you end up falling short of your target. Yeah. Because even though, Matt, you went all in and you end up falling short of your target, you still get that afterburn of that energy of that like fucking push from the previous month. So I have a very, very, very strong intuition that September is going to be one of your best months ever. It could be your best month of the year because I believe that when you go all in, there's this afterburn effect. And even when you fall short of your intended target, it's this like, it is this like intention of going all in that ends up bringing more stuff to you. So get ready for the afterburn effect, brother. I agree. As long as you keep that same energy. Everybody write that in the chat, please. Keep that same energy. All right. Keep it no matter what. I love that mentality, Matt. I'm proud of you. Okay. So yeah, I would definitely will admit the energy has fallen off the past couple of days. So that's why I wanted to show up today because usually when I come to this after this call, I'll be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My man. Good to see you. Please, thank you. I believe in you. Thank you. You're welcome. Mr. Mike, what's good? What's going on, guys? Fucking best day of my whole goddamn life. How are you? I'm doing great. I really don't have a question. I'm just coming on here. It's been a few great weeks. I uh, finally got a business account in the bank. Five years ago, I got about $1,600 in there right now. I sold three clients last week. I got four phone calls booked in the next two days. It's moving. So I'm pretty Fuck excited. Yes. I'm proud of you, bro. Can you share what you've been doing that's different and like what caused the change in business? I've been doing a lot of lead gen. I've been adding 30 to plus on Instagram and Facebook, and I'm messaging a shit ton of people out throughout the week without missing posting content every single day, six, seven days a week, going on my stories. Now, I do actually have a question. My 14-day challenge ended two weeks ago. I got a lot of phone calls, a lot that I didn't close, but I got a lot of deposits. And now I'm trying to go back to these people that have $50 deposits or 100 and they're ghosting me. So I want to know, like, what, how can I think, how can I get them back on the phone call or how can I start the conversation over again? Mm. Cole, you want to go first? Yeah, a second. So when you say they're go, like they are engaging in the conversation or they're just not answering at all. They're not answering at all. 
Okay. Now, how many times have you followed up with said individuals? Let's just pick like three. Have you followed up like four or five times? Have you followed up once? What do you do? I messaged them on, I texted them through the numbers and just wondering, like, just pronounce them on the phone again. And then if they didn't respond to that, the next day I'll say something on their Pause, Facebook. pause, Mike. What did you specifically say? Do you remember? Not exactly. Because um, that does matter. I'm very curious. Now, the reason why I'm asking for context for everybody who is listening is because it does matter. Like, the follow-up text that you send, right, needs to have something that sparks that energy in them again. When I say keep the same energy, that means not only for the clients that you have, but also for you going day by day, week by week, by month, your business. Because if you open up with the wrong line, it might throw them off. Not to mention you have no idea what's going on in their life, all right? Their city could have almost burned to the fucking ground, i.e. Kelowna, right? Like, we have no idea what could happen day by day, so we need to be present and aware on how we spark the conversation. Do you have a text you can read to me? Yes, I do. I said, uh, I mentioned, I asked how she liked the 14 day challenge. She loved it. I said, you and I had a phone call before the challenge and you mentioned you want to do my program, but want to wait until Thursday payday before we got started. We got you started working on that 30 pounds you want to lose. What I would like to do is hop on a quick 15 minute phone call with you this week. What we could, what we talked about and see if we can get you started tackling your goals. Does that work for you? She read it. Nothing. And she's the one who already gave you 50 to 100 bucks. Yes. And I have I have four individuals that gave me 50 bucks and one 100 bucks. Mm. So there's two ways that I would go about it. All right. The first way is I would engage on a couple pieces of their content and then I would just call them because I'm very abrupt, guys. I don't play this text game. I literally like I've just called people before. And then if they don't answer, I grab Julia's phone and I call on Julia's phone. And then if they don't answer, then I usually leave it for a couple of days and then let them come back to me because I'm not going to chase you. Like you paid me a hundred bucks. If you want your money back, you need to say something. But other than engaging on their social media and giving them a call, I don't want you texting too much more because if you send them two, three, four, five, six fucking follow-up texts within the span of a couple of days, you're going to look incredibly desperate. Not to mention it's going to cause resistance between the process itself. You could do a low ticket program option, but I don't really want to bring that one up yet. No, Brian gives his advice. Yeah. So I think that when you hit people up about, you know, repurchasing the program, they already know why you're hitting them up. So you don't need to mention it because in the text, you're like, hey, you know, we were, um, so this is obviously for the future. So I just want to plant the seed for the future. Like, hey, you know, we were supposed to start the program on Thursday and I know that you wanted to join the program. They already know why you're messaging them, right? The payday thing, I think almost turned them off. Yeah. And they're like thinking that you're messaging them because they know that you want their money. So that's just for context. So for everybody that's listening to this podcast that gets a deposit, here's the next sequential step. And Mike, this is for you too when you get future deposits. And then I'll tell you what to do with these current deposits. When you get a deposit, here's exactly what you do. So you're like, okay, cool. So you want to start next Friday. Is that correct? And they're going to say yes. Like, all right, great. So what we'll do is, you know, my spots, my program is super limited. So we'll get a $50 deposit. That it's a representation of your commitment to the program. And it actually saves your current rate. That way we can get you started next Friday. Is that fair enough? They'll say yes. Like, cool. Collect the deposit. Once you collect the deposit, then do this. Okay, sweet. So let's pick in for a quick call next Friday. Let's do around 2 p.m. PST. It's going to be short, five, 10 minutes. I'm just going to walk you through the onboarding process and explain how the program works. Is that cool? Great. Next Friday at 2 p.m. Does that work for you? Yeah. Okay, great. All right. I got you locked in. I'm going to send you the questionnaire. That way you can get it filled out. And then by the time we get on call next Friday, I can just walk you through all the program logistics. Give me that questionnaire back within the next 24 hours because that's going to give me a lot of data to start building your program. And then on Friday, we can just get started. Cool? All right. Have a great day, Mike. Bye-bye. You want to lock in the next call on the call. 
then you don't have to play the game that you're playing, which is like, can we, I'm going to chase you down to get that deposit. So that's the first thing. Second thing is I agree with Cole. I think going to their social media profile and leaving a comment just to like let them know that you're alive is like, hey, just, uh, you know, saw, you know, just wanted to, uh, I would just leave a comment on their social media profile, anything it's friendly and engaging. If they don't reply to that, I would send them a video message and I would say, Mike, what's going on, brother? So listen, we, I know that you said that you wanted to lose 30 pounds. I'm just following up because I care about you and your success. If it's not that important to you, no problem. I can just send you your $50 back, but I just want to see um, if you're ready to take action or if you'd rather just kind of keep doing what you're doing. Notice the language. If it's not that important to you, I can just send you your $50 back. But if you're serious, let's have a conversation so we can get you started. All right. That's great. Yeah, that's fire. Cool. Helpful? Yes, for sure, man. Thank you. All right. Good job, bro. I'm super proud of you. Thanks. You're welcome. Now, I did want to give this at the very end here. And Mike, don't do this. But I want to touch on this for random deposits. If you guys get a deposit in the future, and let's say I, Brian pays me $50 to $100. This is what I used to do a lot to other individuals as well. And this is how I would sell low tickets over the DMs. Let's say Brian pays me 50 to 100 bucks. We talk about the program. He comes back and he's like, you know what? I just really, like, I just don't think it's the right time. Blah, 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 blah. Comes up with some bullshit excuse. And I can't get him on the high ticket. What I will say is, well, Brian, let me tell you what. All right. Your goals are obviously important to you, correct? It's just a financial situation. He's going to say yes. Dope. So I actually do have another program that is incredibly low commitment and a low investment. Would you like to hear about it? He'll say yes, and then I just run them through the DM script that I created low ticket. And in the DM script that you guys will actually see in the Facebook group, you could see the wording in there. I'm like, it's only another $50, and you get my low ticket program that gives you everything you need, just less communication with me. So it's like a fucking no-brainer. Anybody who's like, oh, I just can't do it. I can't do high ticket. Okay, dope. Well, I've got an incredibly low commitment and low investment program that's only $50 more because you already paid me 50 bucks for your deposit. So it seems like a fucking no-brainer in their head. Make sense? Yep. Simple, bro. So only pulled out at the last minute. The only reason I wanted to bring that up is for context for everybody in the future. But again, try to just keep people on the other one. There we go. Brandon just dropped in the chat for you guys as well. Thank you, Brandon. Are inside of the Change Lives Academy program. If you're in the Change Lives Academy, you guys can go on the website and the low ticket training is in there. You can learn how to design, market, and sell the low ticket program. Sweet. Good shit. I like it. Thanks for coming up, Mike. Proud of you, bro. Thanks. You're welcome. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. And I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. David Getz, what's up, brother? How you guys doing? Best day of our lives, brother. You know what it is. How you doing? I'm fucking awesome. Thanks for asking. Hey, I have a question, and this is, I guess, more directed at Cole just because of his content style, content creation style. I want to start making more motivational videos, my style, not like Cole. And I just want to know what is the process to actually like when i see when i hear cole even when i hear you brian it's like fuck you guys it's like i'm like 53 listening to you guys in your 20s and early 30s and it's like it's like you've been doing this forever how the fuck do you know all this stuff at such a young age and it's like i've read like i've read about 100 personal development books over the last 25 years and it's like i can't haven't been able to get stuff out like the way cole talks in his videos and i just wanted to know what is the process of when he does his videos like is he scripting this stuff out 
or is he just a genius and this is just coming from you know coming from his his heart like where's how is he doing this well it's the genius part 100 i'm just fucking of course, okay. of so course. Like, like, <laughs> okay listen let me break this down number one guys like the way the reason why i come off the way that i do in my videos and the reason why it seems like i know so much and the words you just utilize david is just because i'm confident in what the fuck i say that's it if I choose to speak on something, I am very, very confident in my wording and my delivery, and I will not waver that opinion and my delivery for anybody else's opinion. Does that make sense before we move forward? Yeah. Like, I'm fucking 100% confident in myself, my delivery, and my knowledge in that area, so I speak on it. Not to mention, a bunch of the opinions I have, like, I'm just speaking from personal opinion. I'm not speaking from facts. You guys don't see me doing, like, a Lane Norton breakdown on aspartame, because that's not me. That's not my niche. That's not my area of expertise. And you'll never see me do that shit, because that can, that takes a whole new level of education and delivery that I need to hit on. So the first thing is an unwavering amount of confidence. I'm delusionally confident in myself, period, because everything I say I'm going to do, I do, because I don't fucking miss ever. Like I literally show up every day with 100% of my ability and not mention this is where it sounds a little cocky. I'm good at everything I do. And it's because I give 120% effort in everything, whether it's speaking, sports, fighting, boxing, football back in the day, everything I do, I am good at. But it's because I put 110 to 120% effort in to everything across the board. Now, how do I do my delivery of my scripts? Well, first off, all right, I speak on things that I have passion behind. That's the key. I speak on things that I have passion behind. I don't speak on shit that I don't give a fuck about. And that's why I show up with a certain type of energy in every single one of my videos. I get things to talk about from you guys, from Brian, from movies, from podcasts, from walking down the street and listening to people. I'm active listening 24 hours a day, all right? And that's how I get my ideas because I have an opinion on a lot of shit, just like you guys do. I'm just willing to stand in front of a camera and say it when a lot of people aren't. So that's how I get my ideas. And then when it comes down to actually speaking it on camera, there's two different ways. The first way is the scripted way. And this is how I've taught 99% of the people that you see are doing, on, doing well on social media right now, all right? It's sitting down, dumping out your hook, dumping out your subheading and dumping out your plot into a little one to two paragraph line in your notes. And then there's two ways to film it. You either start the camera, you look at your notes, you look back at the camera, and you spit with energy, enthusiasm, and passion every single line back to back. You can take a pause in between. It doesn't matter because you're going to fix it in post edits. Or I will look at that script that I created, David, and I'll be like, you know what? I don't like that wording. Let me just spit from the heart. 90% of the content that I produce now is a one-take shot straight to the fucking camera, period, without any breaks. And you guys, Brian has seen it multiple times. And it's because I started with having to go line, 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 because I wanted to deliver everything a certain way, especially based off of my prior thoughts when I wrote the idea down in the first place. But now it just comes to me naturally because I've been doing it at such a high level for so fucking long. Now I can literally take a week worth of content where every single time something pops in front of my face, I dump it into a note, it's just a paragraph voice statement. I literally like, David, you'll say something, I'll hit voice notes and I'll just spit whatever is on my mind. And I'm like, oh, that's a good video. And then in the future, I'll look at it and I'll bust out anywhere from 40 to like 90 pieces of content in an hour to two hours. Some of them are nine what? seconds long and some of them are 70 seconds long, but it's just from the heart, me just going. What do you mean when you said you that was a good video? Are you like are you watching a motivational video? Or no, that's video me saying watching? to myself, oh, that's going to be a good video, right? So oh. like, 
I'll take a statement where it's like, somebody just give me a fucking idea. Okay. Excuses. Okay. Until you understand that your excuses and justifications are the main reason why you've been stuck for so fucking long, you are going to remain stuck. You aren't where you are right now due to your family, your boss, or your situation. You are there due to the person you see in the fucking mirror. So I'll hear excuses, whatever that word is. I'll open up my notes. I'll hit voice text, and I'll dump what I just said to you guys into that voice text. Does that make sense? Because then when I go to batch content in a week and a half, I just pull up that paragraph, and I'm like, okay, that paragraph's about excuses. Do I like this wording? Yes? Okay, dope. I'm going to try to keep it as close as I can, either reading line by line or just spitting from the heart. If I don't like the wording, but I like the context, I'm just going to spit from the heart. Make sense, David? Yeah. Right. And everything I do now is it's based off of this structure. It's fucking pain related hook, subplot that supports the hook that also slaps, and then the plot that tells the story needed to transform the life. That's how I go about every single thing. And that was built off of my statement that I've told you guys a billion times, which is join the conversation in their head and finish their sentence. Feel me? Yeah. That. Yeah. I'm also awesome. a fucking genius, so that helps. That's just of course. It, right. There you go. Perfect. Yes, thank you. Perfect, bro. There we go. Bet. I like it. Let's go on to Katrina DeBrun. What's up? Hi, everyone. I, I'm not sure if it's a question or if I'm just looking for some tips or encouragement, but I am new at doing sales calls with warm leads. I'm usually, like before I joined the academy, I would only hop on a call with hot leads, so people who it was very apparent that they wanted my help. So yesterday I got on a call with a warm lead and it was just like, I just found it was so uncomfortable. And I know like I did the training on the, on the sales calls and on the DMs, which is like what I've been doing a lot more of, which is why I'm booking calls with warm leads, not only hot leads, but yeah, I don't know, maybe some tips or encouragement to like get past that discomfort because it's like, you're talking to somebody who you know you can help, but they're not fully there yet. So, yeah, I don't know. I want to get more comfortable in those moments where it's like kind of awkward. I was just going to say, how long have you been in the academy? Um, I think it's been like five months now. Love it. How many role plays have you done? Zero. There you go. Guys, I want to tell you a story. Brian and myself, when we wanted to get better at sales, when we were running Aesthetic Nation, we role played every single day, multiple times per day for six months straight. Now, when I say multiple times per day, what that meant is let's say me and Brian both had like three sales calls that day, right? We would do an initial role play in the morning so we both could get primed up. And then after each sales call, me and Brian would call each other. Yo, I don't think I did great on this close. Can I run the close through with you? Just the close. And we would do that. Yo, I feel like I need to uh, fix my pre-frame. This got us so good that at the end of six months, and I don't know if you remember this, B, we needed to adjust and get worse at sales because we got so good that people were like, these guys are too scripted and they were getting off the phone. But I was like, they're like, we needed to humanize ourselves because we were so like just verbatimly spitting a bucket script and hammering things down because we were so fucking primed with it. So you need to put reps in. I don't become a good podcaster or YouTube filmer or TikToker or influencer or motivational speaker or football player or boxer by only doing it when I sit in the fucking game. Feel me? You got to practice. Yeah, I would say at this point, there's two things. Number one is I want everyone to write this in the chat or write this down. You can't convince people to get ready. You can only help them when they are ready. Mm. 
So one of the things you said is like, you know, there's some people that I could help, but like they're on the fence and I'm not sure if I can like, I'm not sure how to push them over the fence. When I'm in a conversation with somebody in the DMs and I can tell that they're like kind of on the fence, kind of not. They're like, yeah, I kind of want to build my business, kind of not. I will literally be like, cool. Well, I, I've got my podcast. It's free. My content's free as well. When, when you are ready to build your business, come back and talk to me. Until then, have a nice day. Like, I'm not going to try to convince you that it's time to build your business. If you don't want to build your business, I'm not going to chase you down. Exactly. So that's number one. Number two is practice makes permanent. And if you're not closing sales, this is the same thing for you, Lucas Bay. We had a conversation earlier. The only thing you should be doing is practicing sales. Yeah. That's it. This is the game, you guys. It's content to get clients, DMs to book calls, sales calls to close clients, and delivering an amazing service. That's the whole game. So if your content isn't really good, focus on your content until it starts pulling in leads. Once you start pulling in leads, get really good at booking phone calls. Once you start booking phone calls, get really good at selling those people. Once you sell those people, get really good at changing their life. That's the whole game. So your content pulls in leads, right, Katrina? Yeah. And now you need the next two skills, which is DMing to book calls and getting on role plays to book sales calls or to close more sales. Make sense? Yeah. Just like the part. So do you think that I shouldn't have gotten on that call because she wasn't warmed up enough? Because even like for me, when signing up for this academy, like I was totally like maybe even like cold warm. And then like talking to you, you managed like it wasn't actually a phone call. It was just through DMs, but you were able to convince me. And like one second. If yeah. it's a call with you, they want to buy your shit. Everybody write that down. Agreed. 100%. If someone called you, they want to buy your shit. If they didn't want to buy your shit, they could have just ghosted you. You would have gotten ghosted. When somebody books a phone call with me, I'm assuming that they want to buy my stuff. Yeah. Period. So it's like you got to go in with that assumption. And like your job on that call is that to cool. give them the right program that's going to work for them. And sometimes that does involve uncomfortable conversations. But like if, if I'm in the DMs with somebody and they're not interested in booking the call, why am I trying to convince you to get on a call with me when you don't want to buy my stuff? Mm-hmm. But if somebody is actively like books a consultation with you, they literally could have just ghosted you, blocked you, unfollowed you. Like they could have done a hundred things if they weren't interested. They're interested. At that point, it's your job to show them the right program that's going to fit for them. So this is what happens, right? But let's take it out of fitness coaching for a minute. And let me give you context, like when it comes down to buying a car. All right. If someone steps onto a car dealership lot, they want to buy a vehicle. All right. It is up to the person to actually close them. Because what happens when you sit down in that chair and you go to sign that document? That means you're about to lose 50, 60, 70, 100, 200, $300,000. Your brain goes into panic mode. Oh, well, like, I don't know if I should sign this away. This is a lot of money. I got to justify where is this going to be coming from? This is the same thing that happens with your guys' fitness programs. It's the same thing that happens when some people go to buy groceries. As soon as the money that they have made goes to leave their account, their logical side of their brain kicks in and they start to try to justify why they can't do it in so many other ways. And it's why sales needs to be one of your guys' main fucking skills. It is your obligation to sell the person they get on the phone. You feel me, Katrina? Yeah. So you're trying to say that I should be booking calls with warm leads. And if they're warm enough to get on a call with me, then that means that. Yes they definitely do want to buy it's just like when i first got on the call with her specifically yesterday she was just shooting out excuses and like objections before i even got into anything it was like she was kind of anticipating what i was going to try and sell her on and she was already giving me reasons why financially like so the next so i'm gonna put my hand up now so what you're gonna do is you're gonna book a role play with who wants to book a role play with katrina I okay, saw a few people write it in the chat. Yeah. You're going to book a role play and you're going to tell Matthew to do exactly that. And you're going to practice overcoming that on a practice sales call. Yep. So the time you get that in field, you'll know exactly what to do. 
drill sales. How do I get connected with everyone who's saying me? Should I just make a Facebook post like in the chat? Or, or drop your Instagram handle and then people can, oh. what's your Instagram handle? Katrina DDB, I'll write it in the chat right now. And if you just said me in the chat, can you message Katrina? Yep, there we go. Someone actually okay. just commented on my live stream and I feel like this is also contextual to this, Katrina. They said, it is your job to reassure her that your program slash what you have on the phone call is their solution to the problem. There you Agreed. go. Agreed. Madam Stranger. Perfect. Okay. Thank you guys so much. You're welcome. Sammy, what's good? How are you doing? We're doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. Yeah, I literally like vacation was everything that I needed. That retreat was insane. I feel like I came back a brand new person. So I'm very excited. Right. So last month I did shoot for a 10K month and my record was 5,400 a month and I did hit 63. So I just want yeah. to like, share that win. Yeah. So that's yeah. pretty good. So I was a little disappointed, but I know that me switching over to Coach AI from Trainerize is going to be this thing that really helps me to expand my business because it's just so amazing. So I've been working really hard at getting all of that set up. So that's kind of where my question comes in of one of the things that I've been thinking about is I love Trainerize's meal plan. So I'm downloading some of the meal plans that I really like and some of the recipes just to have to give the girls like on the Facebook group, wherever. But do, would you recommend me downloading their history as well? Like, I'm just kind of like not sure what, how particular I should be about what I see from Trainerize and what I transfer over to Coach AI. So I didn't know if you had any advice about that. This is my first time. The way that I look at it is what do you think your clients are going to want to see? Slash, what can you utilize to help and serve your clients in the future? Right? Because let's say like if you're going to talk about saving their profiles and saving their progress, what would be needed? Well, their weight mm -hmm. progress, their picture progress, maybe their measurement progress, because not only can you utilize that for inspiration for them, but you can also mm -hmm. utilize that for social proof for you, right? Other than that, like progression in weights, who knows if your clients are actually doing it properly, so I wouldn't worry about any of that bullshit. I mm -hmm. think it's more going to be come down to like, what is the thing that's going to serve you and said client to the highest ability? And then I would be worried about that because if you try to worry about everything, you're going to get overwhelmed. Yeah, first photo. Yeah. The first photo. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because I kind of like pride myself on giving them different workouts. I don't, I like to teach them new things. So I like Ooh. to give them new exercises. So that's where I was like, Ooh, should I save their workouts? But I don't even yeah. know how to do that. So I was like, I'm just going to ask Brian and Cole if that's worth my time. I wouldn't do it. No, I would just do okay. photos and measurements. So you know what their starting okay. weight was and their photos because the photo is the most important part. Okay, cool. Thank you. That makes my job easy then. Congratulations on 6,300, and I'm excited to see the afterburn effect. Agreed. Yeah, we're going to hit 10K. That literally, like, got me fucking going because I was like, oh, like, the only thing I need is, like, to get this set up, and I know, like, I'm itching for it. I, like, have been visualizing Sammy Bruce, the next person to hit 10K, so just wait. Mm -hmm. It's only a matter of excited to celebrate. Mm -hmm. September Thank 6th. You guys. Now, so we're just going to, we're going to mark this date because we're going to be celebrating Sammy hitting 10K soon. Okay, I'm with it. My goal is October 1st. Like, you were serious about that. Even the last time when you were telling, I'm sorry, I'm really bad with names. So I forgot. Matt, it was Matt. Like, I was like, okay, I, I need the end date. Because I kept saying, like, August is going to be my month. I'm making August. But lately, the thing is, like, I make 10K monthly, like, non-negotiable. Like, doesn't matter what month it is. Like, that's what I make non-negotiable. So I've been, like, trying to switch it around. So I'm like, okay, by October 1st, that's my shit. So thank you, guys. I appreciate you. We got you, girl. Proud of you. Last and definitely not least, Mr. Gordon. What's up, King? What up? What up? How y'all doing, man? No, King's good. Best day ever, bro. 
Everything's good. <laughs> awesome, bro. Awesome. Man, first of all, I just wanted to like say I appreciate you guys. You know, I've been following you guys lately and uh it's been a big blessing for me and everything. So first of all, thank you for that so much. Secondly, man, uh I got like a little bit of a couple wins. I'm too crazy. One, I just had my my baby girl like two weeks ago. So she's just a little bit over two weeks. And the crazy thing about it is as I was doing that, I kind of got into that program with you guys around that time. And so I was just reading up on all the content and all the stuff and all the modules and everything. And one thing that hit me like crazy, right, with Cole, Cole, you had it on there on the four pillars, right? The most important things is value, proof, connection, documentation. And so I was like, you know what? My avatar is, you know, I want to help the busy dads. I want to help the dads with dad bods and problems and, and situations. So I, uh, I just focused on that. I was like, you know what? I'm just taking this action. I grew my Instagram up to over 100K. And I got, I grew that from 68K to over 100K. I grew my TikTok from 30K to now over 150K. Yeah, boy. It's all because it, it's all because of fucking just doing the work, right? So, <laughs> and that's what it is, man. So I, that's what I've been doing. I joined, I talked to Brian about this. When I came in, I was like, I want to fucking go to work and I want to get this stuff going. I've only been in this program for about almost just a little bit over three weeks. That's when I made 8K. And I just told myself, you know what? I can just do this shit. This shit is not, it's not hard. It's easy. Just got to put fucking work in. So that's my like wins coming into this. So I'll, I'll tell you guys, just fucking do the work and listen to what they're saying. And I promise you, like, all this shit's easy, bro. Just talk to the camera, do what you have to do. Documentation is everything, right? King of content, four things, right? And so my only question today is just basically, so I'm getting a lot of leads, right? A lot of leads from overseas and they're overseas clients, like from Africa and Germany and all that stuff. How would I go about talking to them and selling them with my price points because I know price is a little bit different over there. So how do you guys adjust if you guys have overseas clients? Mm. So that's a great question. I do not think that you should change your prices based on where the person is located. And I think that to get a better benchmark on the whether or not they're going to be able to afford the program, you should have some sort of qualification question inside of your application or your calendly. Right. Okay. Let's say that, you know, you're, so are, do you, are your leads coming in through applications? Is that primarily where they're coming in right now? Yeah. For my type form and stuff. Yeah. On your type form, I would have a question that says, what country are you located? Okay. And I would also have a question that says, what's your, like, what's your budget for coaching? And it'd be like, I'm just looking for something free. That would be the first one. I'm not looking to invest anything in coaching would be like, or it would be like, first option would be like, I'm not looking to invest in coaching. And then it would be like between 99 to 199. And then it'd be from like 99. And then a fourth option would be like finances isn't an issue. I'm just looking for the best coach. Somebody says Germany. And then they say 99 to 199. I would send them a message. And I'd be like, hey, I just want to be transparent about my coaching prices. Like they range anywhere from, you know, 299 a month to 399 a month. Is that something you can afford? Or would you rather me send you something more affordable and friendly on the budget? And you can send that over DM. Okay. okay. Right. So it's like, by the way, this advice is contextual. If you don't have a lot of leads, don't fucking do that. Yeah. Don't do that shit only booking three calls per week and then you try to do that you're literally going to burn all three calls but in jordan's situation jordan's been putting in work listening to us by the way guys i literally went to your instagram two fucking weeks ago and it was at sixty-six thousand. So, so i'm obsessed i love it so much it's always popping up that's wild so over 100k that's wild so like but that's what happens when you put in the work so jordan has a lot of leads so jordan can do that because he is he's in a place right now where like he's getting a lot of influx so when you get a lot of influx the game changes because you can't just like you can't work with everybody so you almost need to put up more barriers, Jordan, and you need to like okay. or hoops to jump through so that you can find the qualified people. I agree. Okay. I but can don't do that.
Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Hopefully you got some value. If you did and you want to learn more about how me and my team can help you scale your online fitness business to $10,000 a month, DM me 10K on Instagram at TheRealBrianMark for more information and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help you grow an online coaching business.